Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, ah, ah, oh, thank God. It's just a sleep story. And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley. And? And I had a dream that I was compelled to tell you that this is Tyler Hymanson. <laughs> He's got to do it. Otherwise, do it, everyone's going like, to die. There's a space equinox, but like, let's not <laughs> talk about the aliens that we've previously established. Why, why would we? Ah, uh, yes. Well, we are here talking about uh, the Land Before Time X, the Great Long Neck Migration. Uh, we finally made it to ten, uh, which is pretty exciting. They, they still they still do in the Roman numerals. They are. I don't know if they go past this, but we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we have a special guest with us this week. Natasha Albert is here. She's amazing. She works at Lava Records. She is the best. Hi. Thanks, thanks for, for being here. Me. Yeah, of so course. Excited. <laughs> yeah. Just what you wanted to do. Talk about dinosaurs on a Monday night. <laughs> my favorite great way to start the week <laughs> um well before we get too far into things here eliz where can people reach out to us yeah you can send us an email to sequelrights at gmail.com or find us on twitter instagram facebook and youtube at sequelrights and please rate reviews on Apple podcast five stars goes a long way for helping other people find the show uh I would make a sleep story joke, but Justin already did. So let's oh, just, it's going to just keep happening. The entire <laughs> yeah. So why don't we hit the road for the great long neck migration? The great long neck migration is here. Wow. Littlefoot and all his friends have set off on their biggest adventure yet. When Littlefoot has a mysterious dream, he and his family journey across the great Valley. We are going to see just what kind of an adventure Littlefoot's having. Followed by his pals. And together they meet someone very special for the very first time. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know, Littlefoot. Something wonderful. I'm going to go adventure. They encounter wonders of nature, fun, and brand new friends. The Land Before Time, the Great Long Neck Migration. <laughs> the, the the trailer just abruptly ends right there. Like they barely... I appreciate <laughs> that the trailer does not spoil the big reveal yeah. because like I do too. I was shocked. Like I know Justin thought that uh he spoiled it for me because I saw the DVD menu at his house, but I didn't make the connection at all. Like I, I was thinking about that later in the day. I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't say anything further because maybe she didn't understand what that I didn't. Meant. I just figured like, oh, it must be a Sarah song, like me and my dad. Like that's all I <laughs> yeah. saw. Uh, thank God. Uh, oh, but yeah. please describe this DVD menu. <laughs> It's just a list of things. It's stupid. Yeah, it was it's, like the list of sing-along songs that you dumb. could watch. I see. And she and just saw like, this. Oh, yeah. me and my dad. Oh, how funny. And like, I was just like talking to the baby, like, and reading things to in like a baby voice. And then I was like, and then later Justin was like, oh, sorry, didn't mean to spoil it, but I still never made the connection. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, it must be like Sarah singing about it. You her thought dad. it was Sarah and Daddy Tops being like, yeah, everybody that is different's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I felt really bad for a bit because I was like, oh, my God, that's actually a cool thing that no, happens. You didn't spoil it for me at all. <laughs> okay, like, good, my good. roommates were eating dinner and I was watching this tonight and I like gasped and they were like what what happened i was like <laughs> i also audibly gasped i was, did not expect that at all yeah. Yeah. yeah well anyway sorry i jumped way ahead but natasha what is your experience with land before time franchise had you seen any of the movies prior to today yes i grew up on the first one and i'm pretty sure i saw the first five 
Um, but I really don't have any memory of them at all. So I can say that with confidence because I don't know if it's true. Yeah, but you definitely re- re- realized that Littlefoot never had had a dad before. Yes, I remember the first movie quite well, and I remember that that's kind of a big area that's that's missing. So no, no I mention was, of the dad in the first movie right. at all. Right, it like didn't even exist. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my experience with it. Not not much. Yeah. Well, actually, that's a lot more than most people. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you made it all the way to the mysterious island, even though you don't remember it. It remains a mystery. <laughs> yeah. Forever a mystery in my mind. I mean, it's a mystery for us too at this point, honestly. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, so uh this one uh starts off with um some Space. Wa- some Space. <laughs> some wild 3D Final animation. <laughs> Uh, that continues throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> it was yeah. funny because it was like really like they they spent a lot of time 3D animating the the Land Before Time title, and yeah, then it like it zooms comes out. in and goes away, and then the Great Migration comes in and has no 3D animation. In fact, you can barely read it. It looks like just a blob. You can't even see like the holes in the I, letters. I do wonder if we are now stuck with that title sequence intro for the next four movies. I wouldn't be surprised. Be. I like that. Just like, let's spend the money. Yeah. I liked that it like came out of the lava. <laughs> it was like yeah. rocks. Like... <laughs> but also like, and it looked cool with the X, of course. But oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the everywhere, the DVD everywhere, this movie is called The Great Long Neck Migration. But in the title, it still says The Great Migration for some reason. Yeah, which I thought was yeah. weird because it says like on Wikipedia, it says that uh, it's known internationally as The Great Migration. So I was like, did they somehow send like... I don't know. Maybe the worldwide DVD just said Great Migration, and I don't know why it wouldn't say Long Neck. That makes no sense. Maybe they don't use the name Long Neck in other languages, like, uh, or maybe how it, maybe it was filthy when translated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you go into the Dino Stars and look at Charles Grosvenor's, uh, you know, filmography, it does say the Great Long Neck Migration right on the blue. Maybe the, the other DVD countries does. were spared from having to see Charles Grosner's biography for <laughs> this true. now like seventh or eighth time. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of the talent behind the movie, we've got Charles back, but we do have a new writer, new screenwriter on this one. John Loy, I believe. Um, Ooh. really? Is he new? I think, wasn't it, hasn't it been like, uh, God, who's the other, who's the writer? Dev Ross. Hasn't it been, Oh no, John Loy's come back. Never mind. He was, yeah, he was on I, the, I thought it had to have been a new writer, but it was the same guy. He's been no, on. No, been been I think you're right. John Loy went into a coma, came back, and he was like, Littlefoot's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's Something been switching off. <laughs> Something. Yeah, yeah. He was switching off with Dev Ross uh, for a little okay. bit, for a couple movies, and then he came back for this one. And, uh, Do you think they just more. sold them all as a big package, and they were just like, yeah, well, that, split them. That's what you said <laughs> last time. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it works, because there's they're kicking him out uh, once a year at this point. I mean, so. at, yeah. like I have to say, I feel like maybe Dev Ross was the problem because yeah. this movie is way better than some of the other ones we've had. Well, it's really this interesting. Was a great one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bring Dev Ross. I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I'm fascinated. I would be fascinated for someone, you know, like Natasha, like you, who has, uh, you know, mostly pretty much only remembers the original and then having to go see, watch this one, you'd be like, wow, like, oh man, I wonder if all the sequels are like so dense like this and like bringing in these amazing emotional beats and like all this stuff. And yeah. I, I'm like, no, this is the only one. This oh. is the only one. <laughs> like, I was like, at the end of it, I was like, that was so emotional. I did not expect what I saw. <laughs> 
consider a children's movie to be have so like have so many layers and be have so much depth and be so like sad oh yeah. my god no most of them are just like holy shit the, it's raining ice uh, we better run and then that's, that's the end of the movie <laughs> yeah it's like the first one has this amazing emotional trauma of Littlefoot losing his mom mm-hmm. and then some of them kind of like hyperlink to that but not in a way that addresses it in any with no emotional stakes yeah. and this is one of the first movies that's just like hey consequences of that I mean, you know, if, if you've been listening to our other episodes, I think they go like four movies after the first one before there's even one mention of the mom again. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so these are that's even the then, kind of it's not even a mention. About. It's more like an illusion. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well. But uh, yeah, so we start off with um, a pol- pretty hilarious opening sequence, in yeah. my opinion, <laughs> where they're like. Where they're like, you know, it's John Engel doing the narration like he like he does. And it's the same kind of thing like dinosaurs were so cool. But also they were like us. They drove cars. <laughs> they did this and they did that. They, they, they had to do laundry. They drove cars. No, they they were like, he's like listing out all the, the ways that dinosaurs were like us. Like they had family. And then they like. They ate. They yeah. slept. Yeah. And then like before he can finish the final thing that he says, these like. Uh, you know, long necks in the background of this scene start to float in the in the air, and he's like, he's like, and sometimes they fly. No, I thought he was gonna say fly, but he's like, yeah. sometimes they dream, and then you're like, oh shit, we're in a crazy dream. Yeah, but the way it's timed out, like you see them start to like float, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <It's> happening. <laughs> I was really expecting him to say sometimes they float, and I was like, where are you? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I was like, oh no, it's a Scientology indoctrination video. Like, oh no. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and thus begins the uh, most psychedelic of the franchise so far. <laughs> all along the watchtower starts playing, and then all these dinosaurs start floating up into the sky. It's this really, yeah, it's this really strange sequence where like the dinosaurs are floating and the sky's turning red and like spiraling clouds and. And uh, Littlefoot's like in Cylon. neon light and stuff. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very weird. It's like it's the most like dramatically uh, different thing we've seen in a long time mm-hmm. on the on the movie. Other than Mo, obviously last last time. Yeah, his colors. What did he were sound pretty, like? His colors were pretty shocking. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> I gotta say. Um, so we see this yeah, crazy sequence, right? <laughs> and then uh, then Littlefoot wakes up out of nowhere. And um, what, what he said made me have to uh, pause the movie for laughter. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because he, this is what happens. He's go, he goes like this. Uh, let me find it. Whew. It was just a sleep story. <laughs> and we always talk about how, uh, you know, the, in the movie, sometimes... You know, the dinosaurs say the real thing. Sometimes they say the wrong thing. And we had just heard, like, John Engel say, sometimes they dream. And then when he wakes up and goes like, oh, God, it was just a sleep story. I was like, 
are you kidding me? I was not expecting. I thought he was going to say like it was just a dream, but no, they they make up the dumbest. Oh God! I was like, why? I don't know if any of you guys have the Headspace app, but I enjoy the sleep stories. Oh yeah, I enjoy the sleep stories as well. My favorite is Slow Train. Okay, <laughs> I've never used slow space, so train, <laughs> slow train. Yeah, um, that is. Uh, I don't know. I just was. I just cracked up and I had to pause it because I was just like, "This is too much already." <laughs> it's amazing how arbitrary and how dumb their alternate names are. I know, and like later in the later in the movie, again they sing dreams. They say like in our dreams, you know, just just like Elis pointed out a few episodes ago or something on one of. Them. I think that I, I want to give them a hard time for this. I want to roast them for this. At the same time, I think that we are the only individuals on the fucking planet that are keeping track of what they're actually conceptualizing and what they're giving dumbass names to <laughs> that's you're you're totally totally right you're totally right i was thinking like what do they choose to use the actual name for and what do they choose to just oh, make something up it's so random and every single time they make something up it's the dumbest shit <laughs> because the sleep story was immediately followed by the big circle and i was like what yeah why okay here's a we you know we next time we have someone on who like has hasn't watched we should do like a game of like uh you know what do you think they i want to ask natasha right now uh so you know la- later in the, <laughs> later in the uh movie there's a hilarious moment where I, I wanted to make a gift for you guys but i didn't have time but uh Littlefoot flies through the air and jumps through a rainbow <laughs> in, in a hilarious musical number sequence. And um, so he flies through this rainbow, right? So so what would you think uh, the dinosaurs in the land before time, uh, what do you think they would call a rainbow? Oh, interesting question. Um... And I'll tell you right now, it's not rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> although, although they do use the word they, rainbow in, a, they prove that they know the word. <laughs> they know the word rainbow, but they don't call that a rainbow. I have no idea, like color light or something. Oh, that's a good. That's, that's pretty, pretty close. close. It's called. They call it sky colors. Oh, I can see that. I can yeah. See that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah. stu- stupid dinosaurs. <laughs> stupid dinosaurs. It's just like, why do they choose? Like, I, as the movie was going on, I was like, what other thing are they going to so- decide not to use the real word for? Like, when she was like, that's a bad burn. I was like, okay, so burn is like something that they're actually going to go <laughs> yeah. with. Yeah. But- I don't know. Uh, yeah, totally there's random. like specifically characters, the aforementioned aliens, uh, they call them rainbow faces as like, that's just the thing. <laughs> yep. And so it's oh. like, yep, like it almost seems like derivative slang. But then no <laughs> sky colors in another movie. It, it's the it's insane. And I thought, you know, in this movie, they call it the great circle, but I thought it was called the bright circle. Isn't that, isn't that not right? It or? was called the bright circle. It was also called the sky circle. I thought it was like bright circle and night circle, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, there was, there was a, at one point they've said sky circle. They've said bright circle. They've said night circle was always the same. Night circle is yeah. The yeah. Main, yeah. But, yeah. I think it was bright circle, night circle. But then there was also Sky Circle. Nobody's keeping track of this except for us. So. The fact is, Circle, I mean, that's already a geometric concept. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. far beyond their years. Like, yeah. They call them tree yeah. stars. They don't even know about stars. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> 
They haven't passed Algebra 2 trig. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, well, uh, okay, so what? Littlefoot is haunted by this sleep story, and uh, he goes around telling people, and they're all like, what? And he decides to do what every kid knows you're not supposed to do, is stare directly at the sun for an extended <laughs> period of time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I, I like that he's staring at it like, I'm going to fucking kill you, son. <laughs> Your mom pissed off at you. You know, I, I don't know what, I don't know why he does that. They also stare at an eclipse at the end too. Like, <laughs> y'all are blind now. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was like, if you're going to look at the sun, I guess you might as well just squint at it, you know, really really pigeonhole where your focus is going so that the sun does as much damage as possible. Yeah. It's good. We learned that uh, everyone has sleep stories except for Sarah because sleep stories are for babies or whatever she said. Right. Yeah. Three horns never have sleep stories, Mm-mm. which sounds like she's never getting an appropriate REM cycle of sleep, and that's probably why she's so angry. All no, it's because Daddy Tops is a dream crusher. <laughs> that, that too. He won't let you have dreams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, my favorite part of this movie, speaking of Daddy Tops, is when she finally does, and Sarah does have a dream, she has this nightmare where it's just like one of her good friends is like recognized for being good. And she's just like, fucking no. Like even my dad thinks Littlefoot's yeah. good. That, that's like, the part fuck. where she's like, she's terrified because she sees her dad like very specifically going like, Littlefoot, Littlefoot. Yeah, yeah, Littlefoot. And she's like, dad, no. And she's like, dad, my racist dad would never do that. That's one of those things that if it happens in a dream you instantly realize it's a dream because you're like there's no way yeah uh natasha for context sarah's dad has been racist for 10 movies yeah okay good to know and it it, it rubs off on her and every time she's like oh long necks do this you know like that yeah that's that's her dad speaking through her Sarah's character just made me sad in the first movie and she just continues to make me sad. So <laughs> just going to live on. <laughs> um, did you guys already talk about the brag bone? No, we haven't <laughs> talked about the brag. Bone. So yeah, Petrie, uh, like they convinced Sarah to like hit this rock or whatever. And so she does it. And then her, you know, she's all like sad that she didn't break in. She like sulks away and, and they're like, Oh, she hurt her head. And Petrie's like, me think she heard her brag bone <laughs> and i was like oh is that what the kids are calling it these days but also uh, i don't know <laughs> i was like okay that that one did make me go like oh they have the concept of bones in, in the this uh, i mean i guess they, they come across bones but they they do yeah they've seen many a bone they have decided they've to call them bones bone. i guess <laughs> But I think uh, that sh- that could be what um, a new what women can refer to for a guy's uh, penis <laughs> is their brag bone. The brag bone. Yeah. I think that's I. You know so what? I accurate. endorse that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Like, that's just his brag bone talking. Like, yep. that. Looks like we got a brag bone measuring contest <laughs> going on over there with these two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh god. Um. So, uh, oh, yeah, adventuring. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, what I was going to say run is around, like, run around the, uh, 
you know, unlike previous films, uh, when long, uh, long Nick, when Littlefoot goes around <laughs> saying like, ah, I've done this crazy. Ah, I saw this thing and no one believes me. This one, like all the other long necks are like, I've had that same dream too. In uh, a very creepy cultish way that is incredibly unsettling. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it turns out that, uh, yeah, they, they just gotta, they gotta get out of there. They gotta leave. Yeah, they got to, as Elis said, they got to go adventuring, which brings us to our first song. Beep, beep, beep. Um, I thought it was pretty good compared yeah. to many we've heard. I was like, the, bad. the lead into this song actually made sense. <laughs> and it was kind of like a good intro. Like, you know what? We got to go. I got to go and I'm going to have fun. And then it was like, duh, 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 duh. and then, yeah, it was a decent song. Um, Lots of fantastic imagery in this one, too. It's kind of like they brought back the imaginary friends almost from the uh, previous movie. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, one cameo during this. I don't know if you guys saw. I sure did. Mo, Mo makes a cameo. It was amazing. Oh, I messaged uh, I messaged our, our guest last week immediately, uh, like, Mo sighting in episode 10. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she was hoping that uh, Mo was part of the gang, but I was like, nah, he was on the screen for two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact that there is any recognition of any events that have passed in the past is like such a big step always for these movies. Yeah. And this is like um, this first one too. uh, song is where we really get to see a lot more of the like throughout this movie. They they like ramped up the computer animation to an mm-hmm. insane ex- extent where there's like crazy camera moves and people are moving around like the camera's like circling around our characters. And we never really seen it do that before. And and um, they're all over the place. And yeah, this is the one. This is the song I was talking about where, uh, you know, Littlefoot jumps through a rainbow, you know, like you like you do. Sky colors. I, I still think it, it was a pretty cute and like fun song, but it's still really random that they would sing about this when I because when I was thinking about it, I was like, I'm pretty sure they have gone to the mysterious beyond every single <laughs> movie. There's not a single one where they didn't adventure into the mysterious beyond for some reason. Right. And so it's kind of like the fact that they're making a big deal out of it still at this point. It's just like, okay. I mean, there's really uh <laughs> The last movie was called Journey to Big Water, and there's a line in there where he's like, wow, a real journey. And I was like, yeah, we just had a, a literal journey in the last one, too, you guys. Come on. Every no, movie. Yeah. Nothing to be excited about. Like we said, their minds get erased every movie, I think. Oh, well. But anyway, um, all the kids are kind of like, oh, we wish we could go with you, except for Sarah, who, of course, doesn't want to show emotions or whatever. And then uh, Littlefoot and his grandparents just leave. Yeah. And I mean, they don't even say like, oh, we'll probably be back or we won't ever be back or anything. They're just kind of like, let's go. Yeah. Oof. And th- there was a moment that I was excited and hoped that like maybe none of the other characters were going to be in this one. And it was just going to be like be a, amazing. a little foot story only. But no. <laughs> Which must sound weird, Natasha. But we've seen all of them being like ham fisted into we're going on an adventure, even though none of us have any motivation to do so. <laughs> yeah, they kind of had no motivation in this one other than like, eh, we miss our friend. well, you know, I do appreciate that Sarah's pettiness 
is the motivation for getting all of her friends to come out. Like, I actually think that that is justifiable. Where she's just like, no, like, well, Littlefoot can't have his own adventure. I have to be involved. And the rest of them wanted to go anyway, so it wasn't right. too far. A break. Exactly. Yeah, they're because they're all actual friends, unlike Sarah. <laughs> He's part of the group. Damn. Sarah. It's for they, vanity. They tolerate Sarah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I like that uh, it looked like they were like two steps out of the Great Valley and and uh, Littlefoot's already like, uh, are we here? Is this where we're supposed to be? And then Grandpa's like, no, Littlefoot, this isn't it. And he's like, okay, good, because I don't like this place. And the place where he said that was like the side of a mountain on a cliff. I'm like, yeah, Littlefoot, this is the place. We're, we're here. We're staying here now on this cliff forever. Yeah, and uh, they quickly meet like the same kind of nondescript alligator that we've seen like a couple of times now uh i'm i'm like assuming like i was really looking for uh you know more callback to something but i'm assuming that this is the same mists that we visited in journey to the mists or whatever it was i'm because it was kind of like a swampy area with an alligator that was the one with the alligator right that's true it was the one with the alligator but the bird wasn't there and i don't think anything right. separated the bird and that alligator right no i didn't necessarily mean that it was the same alligator <laughs> but it I, did I, I it conjured the idea of that alligator for me for yeah sure. i was like oh this must be the same area i was also looking for like those mice or whatever or, or what and the weird ass old turtle <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, but this no, anyways. This... But it's just an evil alligator with no personality, um, yeah. and they thank, are able to get away. Uh, it kind of looks like they instantly kill it, but uh, it somehow lives because their new friend uh, Sue, who is apparently, according to the DVD menu, a supersaurus. Yes, uh, that's true. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say horny, but yeah. <laughs> well, I, did, I literally wrote like Sue horny. Because, oh, she is. Yeah. She so is. <laughs> That scene where she's like, damn, <laughs> you're tall. That boy is tall. That guy is so tall. Oh. <laughs> and she just immediately ditches everyone. <laughs> yeah. And then comes For back room. later and be like, yeah, like, I, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to go off with this guy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway, she says, she says to them like, oh, I'm going to come with you. And wow. The one thing I wish is that I could meet a long neck that's taller than me. And you could instantly tell how horny she is. But I don't know, like, does he have to be taller than you? Like, That's just her preference. <laughs> like, okay, so I knew these girls in high school who would always, like, reach out through their church and friends and family to find a boy from another high school that could come take them to homecoming or the prom and be taller than them because oh, they were, like, volleyball players or whatever. Okay. And I was always kind of like, who cares, you know? But it was a big thing. They had to get a guy that was taller than them, even if they didn't even know him. Sure. That's crazy. I don't know. None of us are that tall, so I guess we just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't have supersaurus problems, okay? Yeah. And I is this, I didn't even know a supersaurus was real, but apparently it is. Oh, it, it is real. Incredibly real. Yeah. Yeah, and then the one she meets is an ultrasaurus. Mhm. Mhm. Because they, they some were scientists in North America. Are so. not creative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bigger Saurus doesn't sound good. Yeah, the bigger <laughs> Now I want to go to Colorado and discover a dinosaur just so we can name it a bigger Saurus. Yeah, and then gone with like the music words. So like the littlest one is like a Sopranosaurus. And oh, yeah. Like an Altosaurus and a, <laughs> a, a, a Basosaurus. Yeah. Basosaurus. 
<laughs> Contrabasosaurus. But it would be fun to call it a bigger source, and then like the scientists can constantly be arguing about like, well, where does bigger fit in between super and ultra? I don't know. Like, <laughs> the no, apparently, it's like a full on different. It's not just based on the size. It's like a separate thing. Scientists, please at us. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> yeah. both part of the like sauropods or whatever. I mean, I'm them. sure the DVD menu is a reliable source. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Grossner's weighing in on, weighing in on this. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I've totally put us off track here, but they continue adventure. Um, <laughs> you know what? She wants a taller lad. She's entitled to it. Yeah, well, she's a dinosaur. <laughs> she doesn't have much time left. I'm sorry. <laughs> let, let her live her that life. That was not the route I was going. For sure. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. all about to die. That's how these movies end. <laughs> hey, no, they're not going to die. Did you even watch the movie? <laughs> they didn't do shit. Okay, we'll get into that. We'll get into. That. I yeah, love how your okay. argument's just like let this lady fuck the biggest dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. They're all going to die. She's she's been all over the world and never seen one taller. <laughs> Give her a break. She's trying to have fun. Well, I, I I kept thinking like during this, I was like, are they all going to like dinosaur Burning Man or like a huge orgy yeah. or what, what's going on here? I thought it was going to be like a mating thing. Yeah, like, this exactly. Is how they keep the, like, uh, everybody put your keys in a basket. Because you know, I was like, that's, that's kind of like, you know, involved in migration a lot. So <laughs> I thought it was just going to be a big old. Or like it's a midsummer situation where like this is how we um you know mix up the genes so that everybody doesn't become too inbred. They're like, like every couple of years yeah. we have this great migration and then you pick somebody from a different yeah. Grandpa's so, like and that's and that's an error. The old dude that was helping all of the uh the friends would have just had to throw himself off the top of a cliff. <laughs> I mean he kind of almost did it, that. Yes, right? I know. Gra- grandpa's well, like uh, uh yeah. We've made it to the fuck crater. <laughs> We've made it to the fuck crater. <laughs> well, look, look, grandma, time, it's the fuck crater. You don't see any kids other than Littlefoot, like, for quite a while. And so you're kind of like, where are the kids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, they, the kids are only formed in the fuck crater. So, I mean, they were know. being really, they were being super weird about where the fuck they were going. So I don't know. Yeah. They're trying to they hide something. Were. They're trying to hide something from him. Something um, filthy. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh, they continue walking on, and uh, Sarah, we get some kind of like repeat story beats because then like all the dino friends go back through the same area, and yeah. they also meet a dinosaur, <laughs> another dinosaur who's like a hick dinosaur or something. Yeah, he's got like a mater tooth yeah. sticking out. <laughs> Um, like yeah every single one of these movies has some level of amnesia where everybody forgets that they've ever met anybody unique or and went anywhere different and this is a this is the james garner character right pat yeah oh we have celebrities in this movie oh yeah it's like the voice talent is high Eliza's mom's favorite, Bernadette Peters, is in here. I can't believe you remembered that. Have I talked about that on the podcast before? I don't know. Just in general. I just, okay. I just saw that uh, she was in it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I think Eliza's mom hates Bernadette My Peters. mom hates Bernadette Peters, like, with a passion. Like, was there, like, a, did she cut in front of her in line or something? I or? Don't know, probably. I think she's always just hated, like, that kind of, like, nasal quality to her voice. You know? I see. So. Yeah. Whatever. I was very proud of myself because... 
Sue came on screen and started talking and I was like, that's Bernadette Peters. Uh, I I didn't even notice. Like if she doesn't sing, I can't, I feel like she wasn't doing her full on like Bernadette Peters voice, but I couldn't place it. You're better than me. Forgetting it. Yeah. I didn't recognize anyone in this one until the credits came. And then wait, so you did not recognize at the peak of his Jack Bauer powers. No, no. He first the Kiefer. It's because he's right at the same time. Oh, this is like so. Like twenty four premiered in two thousand one. This is two thousand three. Okay. So like like this is when he's like in the when he is at the highest demands. I think he's ever been at. It's it's because he's talking so softly as, as this. That's character. true. <laughs> yeah, he does not sound like Solid Snake, which no. is why I did not recognize him. He's like, hey, yes. Littlefoot, like whatever you want to do, that's fine yeah. by me. And you're like, like, I, I was in, I was in Young Guns. <laughs> what was that, Natasha? Sorry. I recognized his voice, but I could not place it for the life of me. So I won't give myself that one. But <laughs> it was because he wasn't wear- wearing like a weird sling bag that had like everything you needed to kill a terrorist with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've already admitted that I did not see it coming at all. And I literally gasped when grandpa like, you know, said it. But like. Did you guys at what point did you see it coming or or think, oh, my God, is this it? Like, uh, I I didn't think anything until he was like, that's your dad. And I was like, what? So I will give both of you more credit than you're giving yourselves because we have talked about this moment happening. We have. Yeah, we did. We did many times, but I didn't and realize. So, and so as soon as every member of the species was having the same dream <laughs> i was like yeah here comes littlefoot's dad yeah, but i, like, I was I, also, I just didn't think they'd ever do it yeah then exactly. you gotta think about like sex and your dad abandoning you and like you know who raises the child and like all these things sure sure like, sure so I, even when grandpa was like oh what littlefoot uh that is your i still was like it can't be and then when he said it i was like <laughs> Yeah, I just never like at this point now we're at movie 10. There's only four left. I'm like, they're just never going to pull that trigger, I guess. I, I I never thought I just thought it was going to be like, oh, some evil done or I, like or I, I thought like, it was going to be grandpa's son or something. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I like Elis that you think that like the barrier was them admitting that these dinosaurs fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's true. You're like there was a dad like, oh, yeah, I don't okay. think they've ever acknowledged it previously no, that they I really have of. Yeah. Other than uh, other than a really creepy song about eggs, but yeah. Yeah, because every um, every, even all the friends, they only have one parent. That's true. Yeah, and you know, grandparents don't have sex. I mean, come on, everyone knows yeah. that. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> knows that. They just stop it. They don't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right. Every other. I mean, that's <laughs> what you know what? If you take away anything from these 14 episodes <laughs> is that when if you find the love of your life and you get to a certain age, you just stop. <laughs> I think it's when you become a grandparent. It doesn't matter what yeah. your age yeah, is. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, yeah, it's 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 a it's a. <laughs> It's a lock as soon as that your your genes have been passed on twice. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> but it's true that all the other all the other families are single parents and they have like, you know, I don't know, immaculate births or something. 
And Sarah had a mom and siblings and nieces at one point, but we even see in this movie, it's just like her and her dad sleeping in an area where no one else is around. Yep. <laughs> it's like Sarah's dad can like come back and like give notes to the writer as being like, no, no, no. There was, there was a shot earlier in the, uh, in the, uh, uh the movie where there were like two baby, uh, triceratops jumping around. And I thought they were going to bring back those annoying twins for a second. But nope. they, they didn't. They were not good. They didn't. They did not. Um, but yeah. So yeah. I mean, Littlefoot's reaction. Uh, I'm glad that he was mad for a minute and sad mm-hmm. because otherwise it would have been totally fake. And, you know, I liked that this was a super lore heavy uh, film um, because we get this whole, you know, the her, his dad's name is Braun. Um and uh, we get a whole like flashback sequence as he explains like why he hasn't been around this whole time. I went on the knee in the pint in the Santa Maria to find the new promised land. And when I got back, everything was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really thought he was going to say that he came upon the mom's body, you know, yeah. like, but then he's like, oh, I just met someone who like knew what had happened. And I was like. Okay, well, I guess Littlefoot did talk to that like one old guy after right. his mom died, and be- but oh well, whatever. So. They like just introduced the dad, which creates so many more problems. How dark did they really want to go <laughs> by then having him say, "I found your mother's body"? <laughs> after yeah. ten episodes, we wanted to be at pitch black. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what I had to go through to get back. But here. he still said, like, he straight up said, like, someone told me about your mother and the sharp tooth yeah. and, like, what happened. I, that was even farther than, you know, yeah. I really truly expected. No, it was the most that the, the series has reckoned with the reality of the Don Bluth, like, I, I think we joked about it of, like, this American tale, Land Before Time when these movies were at their best, it felt like an old animation veteran sitting down, offering you a cigarette and being like, let me tell you something, kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like let me tell you something about life. Uh, and I, I, and, and there's something about that. I really love about these movies uh, that we've got away from and it engages with it in a a very slight degree, but I I was very thrilled to see it actually be acknowledged in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's my fault because they give me an inch and I like want a mile because yes. I'm like, make a realistic dad. Like they make him like a saint, you know, like he's like, oh, I tried so hard to find you. And then I adopted a bunch of kids and took <laughs> yeah. care of them and like blah, blah, blah. Whereas like really like what would the dad have really been doing? You know, like I. Well, know. you're just like, Partying. I thought you were dead. And like, and, and like, that could be a heartbreaking revelation in itself. Like, it was just yeah. like, I just thought you were dead. Yeah. yeah. I lost hope. But Sorry. they don't let this dad really have like any flaws. No. He's like a savior. Yeah. He's a saint. You know, he never did anything wrong. Um, he adopted like always been looking for you, little foot. <laughs> I don't know if this is true, like scientifically, but like, is it a biological thing, like a lion situation where the real reason the dad didn't stay is probably because grandpa was still alive and the alpha male. And that's why, like, maybe the dad couldn't stay with their group. Are you trying to blame Scar? <laughs> kind of. I would love to blame Jeremy Irons for this. I think he's responsible. 
I don't know what dinosaurs were like. Yeah. But, but anyway, uh, you know, he wasn't out like sowing us. his wild oats. He was out taking care of lost foster children. Yeah. Little dick foster children. <laughs> yeah. He's like the he's like the Green Ranger evil version of Littlefoot. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder no one wanted you. You're a fucking asshole. Yeah, he's a little shit. Shorty is his name. Shorty. It was funny. Yeah, because they're like. Uh, one by one, all the orphan long necks got adopted into other families, but no one wanted Shorty because he was a total dick. <laughs> yeah, because he was a little Well, I mean, puss. they did actually animate that he was older than all the other ones that got adopted, right. too. And that does happen to older children in foster care. Like, you know, that's true. That's true. So, um, but yeah, he kind of, he, he, uh, yeah, he was green. I don't know. <laughs> green with envy. Oh. Yeah, I did kind of appreciate that, like, he was a total dick to Littlefoot and didn't want somebody else coming into his family. And well, it was that. Yeah, it was kind of interesting that they even put this character in there as like another mm-hmm. layer of like, oh, he kind of already has another son, like, you know, without me. And these movies have not had that level of subtlety. Like, I think that like we the intro that we meet this character before we even understand that this is Littlefoot's dad is that we get Shorty being a little shit to <laughs> Littlefoot. Yeah, he trips him. And yeah. And it's it's good. It makes the choice that Littlefoot makes at the end of this movie make sense. Yeah, that's um, the real reason the character's there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is. Uh, but I, I wasn't overly upset by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they have to make some kind of compelling reason for the dad to, spoiler alert, not stay with Littlefoot at the end. And yeah. I still don't know if I, you know, ultimately buy it. But like, yeah. but they had to do something because they can't have him not stay with Littlefoot for any reason that could be like picked apart or, you know, like or whatnot so yeah i mean basically he keeper sutherland's like the new leader of this herd and but like he seems like he has a really good relationship with the grandparents and it feels like there's no reason not to just combine it yeah honestly yeah Um, i was like why can't he makes something like someday I might have to come visit. I was like, well, why can't your herd just also go to the great Valley? Like what? It's pretty big. I think so. They had a sleep story, Justin. (laughs) Yeah. The sleep story said to do something else. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I'm happy that they at least engaged with the themes that the first movie even sets up, which is more than we can say about, the previous nine entries. Um, so I think this is about the time that uh, the movie turns into a uh, 90s sitcom theme song. Oh my God. <laughs> that sounds a little bit like this. <laughs> Tune in to me and my dad Tuesdays yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frasier. <laughs> no, I mean what it is. I mean, I know it's not actually the Osmo song. It's called the uh, the courtship of Eddie's father or whatever. But it's you know the hey there. Have you heard about my best? Friend? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's that song. Yeah, and it's like uh, it's uh, I, this song was really stupid. I didn't like it. It was too cheesy, and uh, the singing was. Not, I mean, this. And is- I thought that he just he. Even though I was glad he realistically was sad and angry at first, I thought he forgave him way too fast. Still. Yeah, 
Well, but even after this song, he does not forgive him. Are you sure? Or am I wrong on that? <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. The, the song is pretty cheery. I, th- I think he's already forgiven him before the song. Okay, fair enough. He definitely forgives him at the end of the flashback story. Like, as soon as he's like, and then I led my own herd, Littlefoot's like, wow, you did? Cool. You know, like. The, fair enough. I fair totally enough. understand everything. Why you were gone and why I've never had your. your he's a very emotionally mature child. Yeah, very, yeah. very advanced. For well, he's been I through a lot, it. honestly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, after dealing with his like bozo friend group, like he's like practically a child psychologist at this point. Like when he was like running after Shorty when he was running away and stuff, and like talking to him and being like, maybe we could be brothers. You know, I was like, wow, he's like definitely like a child counselor. Yeah. You know how they're like, he's also you and me can be friends, and you can tell me about how you feel. You know, like. Yeah. He's also the only dinosaur that knows the secrets of the universe, as we've seen, seen in previous films. That's true. That um, counts for a lot. Yeah, that's pretty important. Pretty important. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so I don't know. The, the friends show up right as uh, some sharp teeth are attacking. Wait, we have to talk about the friends. Like, we cut back to them a few times because they're the B-plot and they're heading the same way. Yeah. They pair up with this hick kind of old guy, Pat, Pat. and... Even though we didn't see Littlefoot and them go through a lava field, um, the friends do. And Pat actually gets burned by the lava, which we have never seen anybody actually be affected by lava. Like This was seen, incredible. Yeah. We've seen people walk through these fields. We've seen them jump over rivers of hot lava. We've seen them uh, sit around a crack in the ground that had lava and tell scary <laughs> stories around the campfire. Like we've seen people react to the like... Um, steam coming out but we have never ever seen anyone actually get burned by lava yeah but i lo- I was like did he just he just like stepped in a puddle basically but the puddle was lava because <laughs> the way it happens he's just like oh ouch whoopsies oh yeah it's ages as shit yeah we, we and he's like we should maybe get out of here <laughs> Let, run everybody yeah yeah and then the fact that his foot continued to be injured for the rest of the movie i was like whoa it Shocking. seemed to heal up pretty quick, though. Like it was already like see, like his skin was growing back by the end of the yeah. Right, but the continuity of even visually showing that there had been damage done was, was like a scar. Shocking yeah. in the in the uh, in this series. <laughs> I thought for sure that somebody was going to die during this final confrontation. Uh, yeah, because right. you're not sure how we're all because you're like, okay, Littlefoot. I assume no somebody Littlefoot did leaves. Just off yeah, screen. there's no way he leaves <laughs> the Great Valley. There's no way this guy comes to live with them in the Great Valley, even though he should. And there is no way that you know, like I, I couldn't think of how they were going to resolve it. So I'm like, either the grandparents die, the dad gets killed, or something like that, yep. or you know, I have no idea. Like, so I definitely thought one or two of them were going to die. Well, there's like Kiefer yeah. Sutherland kills the president. And yeah. I, I love that. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, the, you know, we, we sometimes joke about how we don't think the uh, filmmakers are all that smart or whatever, but like they, I feel like in this uh, fight, se- fight sequence, yeah, in this fight sequence, I, it, you get the feeling that like, they're smart enough to know that we think someone's going to die. So there's all these moments where like the sharp tooth, 
goes to chomp on someone's neck and they move like at the very last second. And it's so close that I was like, that this is the kill shot right here. Well, and at they one point they, the sharp tooth chomped on the dad's leg. And yeah. I also gasped then yeah. because I was like, I thought he would die, but nobody ever dies like that. They die from falling, mm-hmm. you know, or getting buried or something like they never die from like injuries. You know, that's like crazy, but it didn't kill him. I'm so used to children's movies being so emotionally devastating that I was like, they've introduced the father. They're going to kill off the father. That's, right. Yes. It's going to happen. Yeah. And I was shocked that it didn't. I was almost kind of upset that it didn't happen because I was just so expecting it to happen. But no, I, I mean, it's happy. almost more fucked up that he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to go live a different life. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I loved your mom, but like seeing you was nice. But like, you seem good. <laughs> I don't know. These people like me a lot. Well, but it is. They do make it Littlefoot's decision and they do allude a couple of times throughout the movie that grandma and grandpa are getting older, which we've sort of been wondering about this entire time, you know, uh, but they will they die. That. Let's weigh in right now. No, I, I mean, no. I don't know. I don't think so. Not, now that they survive this, I think they're happening. gonna survive. So it would it would take Littlefoot aging for them to die. I don't think <laughs> it's gonna happen. That's well, true. and like you know, the, another way they could have got out of it was Grandma and Grandpa could be like, "We're too old and tired to journey back to the Great Valley, so we just want to stay here." And like maybe you should go with your friends and the dad back to the Great Valley. But I guess that's what, not what they decided to do. Yeah, do you think that uh, you know? Do you think Littlefoot made the right decision uh, to 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 go back with the grandparents? Well, okay, wait. Let's like talk through the final thing. We talked through the T Rex thing. We got to talk about the the like, T Rex action sequence was pretty good too. I think yeah. like I actually think it was better okay. than the Lone Dinosaur but one, which was I feel like, like my top the sharp one. Sharp so tooth designs are the less the least threatening that they've ever been. Yeah, but there's three of them. Yeah. I just sure. like that moment. I don't remember. It must have been Braun, but he like comes sliding down the hill and like mid slide, like swipes the dinosaur, the, the, the sharp tooth. It was cool. It was very cool. At some point they all throw rocks and kill one of them. And I'm like, here they go again. Yeah. And they these, do, they do lots of like kids murder. <laughs> I was like, well, and then there was a the grandma, dinosaur. grandpa tag team murder too. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. like these kids have mur- like every, like they've murdered at least, 10 dinosaurs up until this point. And, yeah. And there's basically there's shots in the movie of them. Like <laughs> there's like reaction shots of them, like looking down, making sure they see the dinosaur, the sharp tooth down on the ground and then kind of going like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> they never Murder. do. It always comes back to life as soon as it's inconvenient. But, you know, yeah, yeah. oh, well. Um, OK, so, yes, what is happening is that they're all in a big crater and then they all need to like line up around the the edge of the crater and they don't know why they just keep saying it's happening it's happening we gotta like go to the top <laughs> it's like the invitation this is so fucking this whole part was so fucking weird i, I don't know it's very strange so yeah they're they're, they're like filling the long neck pro- prophecy that's right it was it, yeah and and littlefoot is like look they're coming to help us and then grandpa's like i don't think so <laughs> and i and i was just like what in the hell is happening here um, yeah, so they're, yeah, they're all around the, and, and the, the, the sky is swirling with clouds and it's like an eclipse is happening. Then a meteor shower. Yeah. Meteor shower. And they keep like, you know, uh, 
Doesn't someone say, like, don't stare at the sun. It'll hurt yeah, your eyes. Yeah, Sue, Sue lifts the two little ones on her head. And then she's like, don't look directly at the sun. You're going to hurt your eyes or whatever. I'm like, oh, finally, somebody brings that up, you know. But that's all they're doing. <laughs> no, they close their eyes and then they stretch yeah, their necks out. Everyone's stretching. It, they they kept showing these shots of, uh, like, the dinos- the long necks getting on their tippy toes. And I was just like, float. Come on, float, you bastards, float. Because <laughs> they kept coming back to it like, they're going to fly just like in the dream. They never did. But they, you know, they had sort of said earlier, like, oh, in my dream, the great circle fell. And this must be where it happened because they're in the big crater, which obviously we know is not possible. But, you know, you're kind of wondering what it's going to end up being. But, yeah, it just ends up being this eclipse. And then... <laughs> Because there's an eclipse over the spot that they're at, they think they saved the world Friggin by holding dumb, it all up with their necks. Dumb dinosaurs. Dumb dinosaurs. My favorite line was that Sarah was like, my dad's going to be so mad. And I was like, your dad probably saw it too. <laughs> well, yeah, it was weird because um, like, yeah, so they do all that. The eclipse happens, the eclipse stops. And then they're like, you know, it's over, it's over. And I don't think anyone... I mean, I, isn't it Sarah the first one who says like, "You guys saved the world"? Yeah, but like that, co- the concept well, of they like, they just what- start saying, "We did it, we did it," and you're like, "Did what?" <laughs> exactly. <You know? laughs> I was like, the concept that they saved the world doesn't come in until she says that, and then I was just like, "What? What do you mean they <laughs> saved the world?" That's I don't get that. What I didn't know. So what yeah, the they fuck think they were doing. that by standing there and stretching their necks, they stopped the sun from hitting. Yeah, world. because it's like, isn't didn't they say like the moon got jealous or something? Yeah, and the knights, the night circle got jealous of the great circle. The so <laughs> is that to imply <laughs> that know. dinosaurs were rendered extinct because the long necks at some point were like, no, fuck that, I don't believe it anymore. They didn't make it. <laughs> They're not having enough kids, first of all. Like Fair when grandma and grandpa's yeah. generation dies out, you know, who knows? Yeah, well, they're stuck in a time loop, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything else before we move into? Well, yeah. So we got system? we got to talk about. Okay, there's things we got to talk about. Okay. Do you think? I want to know if you guys think that Littlefoot made the right choice. No, I I think like, yeah, I kind of feel like I would have gone with the dad because in this world, like, you might never see him again. <laughs> Well, no, it's not even that. It is that he has been given mandates by aliens in the <laughs> stars above to go explore the world outside the Great Valley. And he's never done it. And like his father will take him with another herd where he can go and do that. And it's the only thing that has been driving his character for 10 fucking movies. And he's just like, nah, I'll go back to the great Valley with my grandparents. Okay. But like I said, they have been showing that grandma and grandpa are getting old. And so in a way he kind of does the right thing by saying he's going to stay in the great Valley and help take care of them for however many days they have left. And he, in his mind, he thinks he's going to be able to find his, dad later which you know in this universe yes it it technically might not happen but it very well could happen like I mean, if he goes out si- walking to look for his dad he's probably gonna run into him i mean that's fair if you're little foot you're like i can find him i can and fucking also, do anything for the last 10 movies his grandparents really have not prevented managed to prevent him from exploring the mysterious beyond at all no yeah so he could still explore 
And of course, you know, he wants to be with his friends who, you know, but he even, leaves who, them they, behind in the beginning of the movie. That's true. Well, I don't think he thought that was permanent. Though. That's true. That's true. It was just an adventure. Yeah. We also anyways, I, I definitely see like that going with his dad could have been cool. But, you know, as a dutiful Asian daughter, uh, you know, he has to take care of the grandparents, too. Yeah. True. Here's here's what I think. I think that we will look back in four movies time and be like, <laughs> were these last four movies worth it? Or should they have just had Littlefoot right off in the sunset with his dad? Yeah. Were grandma and grandpa really getting that much help in these last few movies? <laughs> or was he just because causing more trouble? <laughs> I, I feel like that this was the most dramatically resonant that tapped into the emotions of that first movie. And I think we're just going to leave it behind in a way that doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. <laughs> we also have I that. Have oh, go go, no, you go. You go. Oh, I was just going to say, I appreciate that they had him sit off to the side and be like, what do I do? Like, he really weighed both options out. And I was like, that is way more storytelling than I was expecting from this movie. And I was actually very impressed with that. And also, even though he's just a little kid, like it was all on him. Like the friends were like, do what you got to do. Don't, you know, we're going to sing the song telling you that it doesn't matter what you do. And the grandparents, they didn't even speak. They just like nuzzled him and then were like, you know, whatever, man. Whatever you need to do, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we know the real reason is because, you know, the friends showed up with a song and Braun didn't do fucking shit. He didn't come. He didn't Keeper come sing a song. Can't sing. He didn't come sing a song like <laughs> "Stay with me, I'm your dad." You know. Um, I actually think he was. <laughs> I think he felt. This. This is my theory: is that he felt so bad for Shorty because he was like, "Shorty's gonna feel replaced." So yeah. if I go, that I'm making his life miserable, and he's been so happy with this guy. So he's like, "I'm gonna stay with my friends who are being so nice and supportive," which was also something I did not expect from Sarah. So that was very nice. (laughs) (laughs) And so he's like, I'm just going to go hang out with my, my friends and my grandparents and Shorty can do his thing over there. Did you, did did you guys get like stalkery vibes out of that, uh, that best friend song? (laughs) Yeah. There was like a, there was like this one shot where they're like, they do this weird, like, you know, so you're saying I shouldn't sing that to you on your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a shot like all i the, will cancel my plan the, the diet the baby dinos are standing so close to littlefoot and then there's a shot where they like the camera spins around them and we see like all the dinosaurs dead eyes singing like we're your friends forever the bestest <laughs> friends and i was just like this is fucking terrified i don't know should they just have a uh, license i'll be watching you <laughs> yeah. every step you, you take i'll be watching you <laughs> And Petrie's like, don't make me send Uncle Toronto after you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what I didn't like about this song, though? The fact that one of the lines, Sarah says the word dreams. See? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I caught that, too. I, I was like, so they do know. Why not yeah. just say dream? The- I'm convinced that, you know, okay, even though I think this movie is like, close to their best work yet <laughs> Rarman and McBroom do not read the script yeah, no watch ever, the ever ever then these are the writers of the, the song yeah they, they don't yeah. know that they're calling them sleep stories the entire yeah, they movie have no clue again it goes back to my idea that they wrote a packet in 1992 and wrote about 30 <laughs> songs and then I don't know. have not done work on it since they were like yeah he'll they'll probably meet his dad at some point let's write a song about me and my dad yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it will make it so generic it could be about anyone's dad 
Yeah, it could have been about Sarah. <laughs> um, okay, before we go to the rating, I have one last question. Okay, I think one of the okay. final things that happens in the movie uh, is that um, Pat decides to go with them back to the Great Valley. Right. So I, I was going to ask the same question. Yes. We all need to put our so what's line the, in the sand right exactly. now. Exactly. What What's the over under on Pat being in any of the other movies? <laughs> never, ever, 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 ever. I also think never referenced again. <laughs> I I also think that, but I kind of just want to say yes so that one of us can like celebrate if we are right. Yeah, you should uh, say yes because like even if oh, we yeah, see place money on the long odds. <laughs> if we see uh you know a uh. If we see like a dinosaur in the background with an underbite or whatever, then that counts. Oh, that counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I fine, fine. I'll bet yes. Natasha, what yeah. do you think? I would guess um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just was shocked that they, that you know he accepted the offer because I was like, no one in these movies ever stays in the grave. They always leave. It's always tidily back it up turns to out the. It's not that good. Original I guess. cast, yeah. Is it good? Yeah. Um, it's like it's like a suburb of Dallas, I feel like. <laughs> I get that they wanted to, like, you know, focus on the dad relationship and everything. But this is like the great long neck migration. They're implying that all the long necks in the world are there. But, like, I guess you can't have the lone dinosaur because then he wouldn't be alone. But it would have <laughs> yep. been great to see him even for, like, two seconds, even though it wouldn't have made sense emotionally either. But, and yeah, also, he would have fucking been there. You're right. Yeah, now I'm also, mad all over uh, again. Annoying Allie and her whole group. Uh, that yeah. was, like, what, the third movie or the fourth I movie? I thought for sure Allie? that that was the thing I thought for sure was going to happen. Like, that, her, yeah, that girl was going to come back. But Yeah. Um, nope. Yeah, it, it was all new people. The lone dinosaur. So I guess the lone dinosaur is dead. They killed. They <laughs> killed him, just like that. They killed. Uh, He's not dead. He just does his own thing. Who'd they kill? Uh, Ahsoka. Oh, in the Last Jedi. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh yeah. Oh, she, I get what you're saying. I see. Yes. She wasn't there, so she must be dead. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, there's a uh, mix. Yeah, her of, voice. Yeah, her yeah, voice. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Oh, right. trust me, I know my yeah. Ahsoka trivia. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker means nothing. Uh, that can yeah, all be erased. Like, take it off in the cannon. No, just kidding. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What about the Land Before Time canon? What if we started a petition to be like erase movies number three, oh, five, yes. six? You know, like we we pick like half of them and are like right. we demand that Universal Animation remove these seven probably movies could. of the canon. I'd be like, we're gonna leave in only the ones that have callbacks to the original film or mm. repeat repeat characters. Yeah. <laughs> Or Chopper or Mo, we want both of those. Yeah, but those those are the ones that have callbacks too. It's like yeah, that's true. So it it counts. I think I think we would whittle it down to about five movies. Yeah, but we'll see what the next ones. Yeah, we can debate that in our uh, final episode. Yeah, Um, I have to say, but yeah. So Tyler, what's the ratings? Oh boy, how many puddles of hot lava would you stumble through for uh, Land Before Time X X Uh, (laughs) the Great Long Net Migration? Uh, you know, I, I've been trying to figure out how many puddles I want to go through. Cause I was like, originally I was like, I think it's going to be six puddles, but then I was like, 
It's still not a great movie. <laughs> yeah. It's still not it's a great. Just a, it's a brief reprieve. But I'm like, is it's what a, it is. But I'm like, it's a pretty good land before time movie. So you oh know what? I'm going to leave it at six. I'm going to give it six because I don't want to go higher than that because that makes it seem like it's a, like, this is a movie you got to see if it's a seven or eight or something. So. I, I rate them all like, uh, you know, well, that's to how each other. I personally feel. Okay, fine. <laughs> but I will have to say that I think last week when we were like, uh, the next movie is called The Great Long Neck Migration. I think we were all like, oh, God, that sounds like the most boring movie <laughs> we could ever think of. Uh, you know, it's not a cool title like The Mysterious Island or The Big Freeze. But no, none of us thought that that would be the one that Kiefer Sutherland showed up in. <laughs> I mean, I don't even care if that it was Kiefer Sutherland. But like, uh, you know, we we didn't know. Uh, we had no idea that this was going to be the most lore heavy emotional stakes movie that we've had in in almost the entire sequel series. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think this is really good. Uh, it, honestly, yeah, I, I guess if I was if, if someone was like, I really want to watch one of the other ones. Because uh, I really love the original, I would say like this is probably a good one to go to, and you could just it would make a lot of sense to just cut right to this. There's no, there's no other backstory you need to know other than the first film, um, right? And yeah, the emotions are pretty well done. I still think you know another part of my uh, scoring is that like the the movie's really held back by the songs. Like the, we don't even need we don't need the songs, and the songs that are there are still pretty bad. Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't know six. Six puddles of love. Uh, I tend to do the scale more on like relative to this series. And I think I gave the original a a nine uh, or maybe even a 10. But uh, so I want to give this one seven puddles of lava because I, I honestly think that like objectively, this is probably the best one since the first one even though we all you know love chomper and everything like as a movie like this is the one that has like the most depth the most lore the most emotional consequence and the songs like even though they are still pretty bad like they are way better than a lot of what we've had and at this point i think you have to have them like yeah i agree we probably don't even need them but it's some sort of contractual thing that they're probably have to put songs in <laughs> so if you're gonna have to put songs in like these are some of the best that that work that browman and mcbroom have done in years now <laughs> this unless they wrote them all at once and this happy movie just happened to get the look of the draw and picking three slightly better ones and and yeah the dad one is pretty lame but i thought the adventuring and the friends one were both like actually somewhat nice songs and the adventuring is actually catchy like i can still remember the tune which is very rare for these songs um so yeah that's me i'm gonna go seven i think that what you just said is absolutely correct in that this you could skip nine movies watch the first one and watch this one i think that the emotional stakes are higher it moves things forward in a way that is great and i also the musical aspect of it is something that feels so shoehorned into this one and it's not a part of the first movie and does not to be need to be a part of this movie. They're there. I almost want to like judge the movie without the songs being even considered. Um, that being said, I feel like that some of the animation magic is gone. I feel like that maybe we've been ground down by like seeing the B plot of what all of the crew can be up to because all of that can be 
pretty tedious at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they literally just seen, repeat stuff in this. Yeah, we've seen worse, but uh, I don't think there's anything inspired going on there. That being said, just the fact that it's reckoning with the emotional stakes of what happened in the first movie. I think this is a seven puddles of lava to stumble through to enjoy these three songs. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha, what about you? You know, I am someone that gets very emotionally affected by movies. I don't, it's almost like I don't even really see it happening. I'm just like feeling it happening. So I hear what all of you are saying, but I would give it an eight. (gasps) Yes. Nice. (laughs) Nice. I think it just touched on so many things that no movie like really likes to touch on. And it kind of, would make things relatable for a more broader audience, I guess. Like the whole just adoption concept is like something that's not often talked about. And like the abandoned father that's reemerged, like what is I can't even believe the things that they've brought. <laughs> so I, I give it a solid eight for even going there and doing it. What I imagine is, is well. Yeah. Right. Um, the two things I want to bring up before we end. Uh, one thing that was part of the first movie, although not songs in the story, they did have a credit song with an aging female legendary diva, mm. and this one brings it back. And oh hell yeah, Olivia Newton-John singing the friend song over the end credits, which was incredible. Uh, even better than Donny Osmond in the last one. Yeah, it, there's actually, you can look up on YouTube, there's actually like a video uh, for the song, and it's like footage of her recording the song in the studio and stuff. Is it as good as the Dolly Parton with the baby Beethoven? Dolls? No, no, yeah, that one's okay, better. Okay. That one's better. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, um, I, I was shocked again that they had another big celebrity for this, but I was like, okay. Yeah, I hope they keep that up. I really do, because I enjoy it. Um, the other thing is Child Star Check-In. I did thomas decker dirty last episode and i forgot to notice that that was actually his last four way foray with us as Littlefoot. um and uh what he's up to now is still acting um he obviously was um uh, John Connor in the Sarah Cron- Connor Chronicles on Fox. And then he was uh, one of the lead guys in that show, the secret circle on CW for a while. And he's still doing uh, films. Oh, he was in. Um, oh, never mind. He played a character named Klaus. He wasn't in Klaus. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> he's still acting. Um, and then this movie. Santa. <laughs> Yeah. In this movie, we get a one and done uh, Littlefoot once again. And I think the reason they always have to change Littlefoot, but they keep the girls is because the boys voice change and then they got to get rid of them. But the girls are still the same. We still have Aria, Noel Curzon and Andy McAfee um, as Sarah and Ducky. And then Petrie's been a man this entire time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, Alex Alec, not Alex, Medlock is Littlefoot in this movie and he did a bunch of other voice work including uh, Clone Wars which you already mentioned and then uh, he is still a digital creator. He went to Berkeley Law, or no, he's in Berkeley Law right now, will graduate in 23. Uh, he is a level 2 cat dad and a dungeon master at heart according to his Instagram Wow, uh, bio. I did think uh, that his voice sounded kind of weird in this one because it was a different 
character. It was a different guy, yeah. Different guy, and so. this guy will not be back for the next one either. Um, so we'll have a new little foot again. So yeah, that's the child star chicken. Sorry for messing up last week. <laughs> oh no, new that's foot. Right. <laughs> yeah, one of the other things that uh, like was interesting about this movie on on Wikipedia was that you know it said that. Uh, that the movie, the film was subject to a massive marketing push for Universal, and they did like an entire, like fifteenth anniversary promotion between the ninth film and the tenth film. Okay. And part of me was like, yeah, I wonder if like the motivation for you know trying to make this an actual good movie was like purely like love of the love of the franchise and like trying to do a good job or if it was purely or if it was more just like a cash grab like hey it's the 15th anniversary why don't we actually try to put some thought into this one and like make it have some emotional stakes uh that's true i mean it's a good marketing move because if i don't know if they were thinking this far ahead but yeah you know if you're celebrating the 15th anniversary of the first movie and you say hey we've got like i'm sure you didn't realize there are all these sequels but we've got a new one right now that's going to directly address the question you've all always wondered like where yeah. the heck is Littlefoot's dad? You know, yeah. Where is Jasmine's mom? What happened to Belle's mom? You know, all these, <laughs> all these things you've always wondered. I just want to know the teacup boy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the teacup boy? I just want to know. It says they had Land Before Time events at Universal theme parks, and I just want to know what those were. <laughs> yeah, me too. Just that- like your dad's dead. <laughs> yeah, they, they, enjoy Waterworld. They had events where they like reunited orphans with their dad. Uh, <laughs> that'd be messed up. Just like, up. oh, are you this kid's mom? All right, well, we're just going to take you back over here. Don't worry about it. You're going to ride the Jurassic Park ride for no reason. <laughs> well, uh, okay, well, look, since the stone <laughs> since the stone of cold fire in 2000, we have been getting one sequel every year. But for the next one, they take a year off. They're like, oh, God, we blew all of our ideas. We need to take a break. <laughs> Come back two years later with The Land Before Time 11, uh, Invasion of the Tiny Sauruses. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> so that that really sounds really? like... Uh, oh, fuck <laughs> off. God Damn it. That really sounds like it's going to be a high quality emotional Uh, story. I mean, are they just lizards? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want to know. Yeah. What's this one? Is this not address the aliens? Is this next one going to address the aliens? No. Is this some sort of Gulliver's travels bullshit? We're going to see in this. God. (laughs) Well, no, invasion implies that they're coming into the great Valley. That's true. Not, not that, uh, Littlefoot is invading their territory on accident. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but (laughs) it sounds like it's going to be pretty goofy. (laughs) I want, there better be song about being real tiny. (laughs) I was like, I was kind of holding out hope that after, you know, we're at 10 and it's like, okay, there's, there's four more. Maybe that the best we could hope for this series is that it starts assembling a great narrative and they got canceled before it's time. <laughs> but boy, does that not appear to be the case? <laughs> hey, you know, we all thought great long neck migration sounded like a piece of crap. So that's true. That's true. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe the tiny sources, the tiny sources be. could be, you know, Littlefoot's children. You, you don't know. <laughs> I'm 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 placing my bets on that they're just lizards and evolution is oh happening under God. them. I hope so. Yeah, I I need a I need an explanation for the tiny sources immediately. 
<laughs> we'll find out soon. A scientific explanation. <laughs> we'll right find next out to pretty Charles Grosvenor's bio. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, so also on the DVD, there were no games this time. There were sing-alongs, a read-along story, and Boring. then our favorite bios. It was a, it was like they condensed the film into thirteen minutes storybook. <laughs> For children. (laughs) I didn't watch the whole thing because it was too boring. Yeah. But uh, bring back the games. They better bring back the games. And the dead link to the Jurassic Park Institute. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Well, uh, Natasha, thanks for being here with us this week. I hope you had fun. I had so much fun. That was fantastic. You, you picked a good one to watch. This was uh, you. You lucked out, honestly. You, you never number know ten. If they they went hard for number ten, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they should have stopped. We'll find out next time. <laughs> yeah, I um, feel like they should have. <laughs> before we go, though, Natasha, is there anywhere people uh, can you know uh, follow your stuff online? Oh, uh, yeah. If, if you're into cat pictures, that's pretty much <laughs> all I post about is my cat, but, uh, at oh, talking 11k. What about lava records? They have an Insta lava records. Yes. Mm, it's uh lava records <laughs> official. I'm pretty sure is what nice. that is. <laughs> that's it. Look it up. If it's a different so, record yeah. label, don't follow it. Yeah. She's if you want social media manager, if you want exquisite, enough cat pictures or amazing <laughs> posts about music there's two posts there's two accounts <laughs> Dude, pick one one you're gonna like one of them maybe yeah you're gonna like one of them yeah yeah <laughs> all right yeah, not not everyone should be able to just rattle off they're on twitter instagram facebook and youtube at sequel rights <laughs> or you, that they could be emailed at sequel rights at gmail.com exactly or that you can find me starring in episodes of monsters <laughs> <laughs> I play the voice of Tyler Tuskman. I'm, t- I'm Tyler on Monsters at Work. And uh, yeah, please. You're about to get sued by Ben Schwartz. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Schwartz? This, this guy's an original jokester right here. <laughs> Real jokester. Uh, well, yeah, you know what, Tyler, Ely's already secretly did her thing. Did you? You? I thought you oh, were yes, going to do yes, your yes. thing. And please rate and review us and give us all the sky circles that you can <laughs> find. I think Apple, uh, the Apple Podcast Store limits us at five, but you know, you uh, can create new accounts and just give us more yeah, stars. Yeah, you just give <laughs> us more. Uh, let us know who you would want to voice your brontosaurus dad. Um, Keeper Sutherland's a good choice. Yeah, his uh, name was Braun. Get it? Get his it. name was Braun. LOL. Uh, LOL. I don't know. Actually, let's go around. If you had to have your long lost brontosaurus dad, who would voice who would voice them for you? Mm. Uh, do they have to be our same ethnicity? Patrick Wilson for me. T- Terry O'Quinn. Terry O'Quinn. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Oh. I was gonna say Liam Neeson, but I was like, he's white. I guess I'll say Jimmy Smith's. <laughs> nobody wants sean connery <laughs> oh somebody does i'm sure somebody I'm sure. does but yes give us your lambert give us your sky so <laughs> i'm your dad <laughs> yeah 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 uh yeah give us your sky stars let us know who would be your brontosaurus dad uh or daddy tops honestly daddy tops we're still waiting we're still waiting for daddy still tops waiting. <laughs> I love how we referenced that this entire episode, explained it to Natasha, not at all, and we're going to close out the episode as if it was a thing, because it is. She doesn't need to know. (laughs) Makes sense to me. 
Oh, God. All right. We'll see you guys all next week for Invasion of the Tiny Sources. I'm just assuming that's what they sound like. That's how know. they're going to talk. <laughs> that's exactly how they're going to talk. See you guys. Sometimes friends have to leave. It's sad but true. But this I do believe. They stay a part of you. And if you go away to live some other place, I will think of you each day and see your smiling face. And I will always be your friend, no matter Be